0: On this AV Nation special, we take a look at the education programs for Infocom 2019. comes your way June 8th through the 14th. We take a look at Tide, emerging trends, and all the education possibilities the week of Infocom 2019. All that and more next on this AV Nation special.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. 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 this is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is an AV Nation special, education and instruction at Infocom 2019. It's Tim Albright with AV Nation with an Infocom 2019 special. What we're doing is we're looking at actually, actually the education and the content happening throughout the week of June 8th through the 14th in beautiful Orlando, Florida, uh, with me to discuss all things education and content uh, surrounding Infocom. Uh, I have three fabulous people. First and foremost, uh, an old friend who's, uh, who I, I've helped out and, and taught with along the way. Her name is Rachel Bradshaw, and she is from Avixa. How are you, ma'am?
2: I'm very well, Tim. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely.
0: Uh, also, an old buddy uh, who has had a, a recent transition back into integration and teaching a fabulous course during the InfoCommerce show. We need to check that out. Mr. Mark Coxon, welcome, sir. How are you, Tim? Doing well. And he is with Tangram uh, in Southern California. Actually, the you guys are in in, in Orange County, right? Yeah, we're in Orange County,
3: LA, Kern County, Inland Empire. So, you know, Southern California.
0: Southern California. Gorgeous place to, gorgeous place to go. Uh, I was actually just there a couple weeks ago. Uh, and last but not least, a young woman who I have just recently met. Uh, her name is Annette Robertson, also from Avixa. Welcome, ma'am.
1: Hi, Tim. Thanks.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so, Rachel, we're going to start with you. Kind of a, a fifty thousand foot view. Uh, we mentioned the fact that the the, the Infocom itself is June eighth through the fourteenth. Uh, for those of you who are attending the show floor and want to find out, go to the exhibit floor. That's the twelfth through the fourteenth. But things start happening on that Saturday. So, so give us kind of an overall, you know, what all sorts of education and content are going to happen that week.
2: Oh, wow. That's a bigger question than you know, Tim. Um, I will say that from an overall content perspective, we've tried really hard to build a program that reflects the AV industry itself. And as we all know, it's a big industry. Um, and so the lens that we've put on it is actually the IOTA report that was developed by our market intelligence division, which has allowed us to look at the size of the market for various solutions, you know, learning spaces, corporate applications, et cetera. And we have tried to build a program that sort of matches up with the relative size and depth of each of those markets. Um, but in terms of what type of learning is gonna happen at the show, um, we have a type of learning for every type of learner. So we start out with some really in-depth three-day programs on the 8th through the 10th. Then on Tuesday, we kick into a, a wider variety of programming than we've ever had before at the show. We've really tried to look at, hard at how different kinds of people learn best this year. So there is everything from 30-minute market intelligence updates to uh, four-hour hands-on sessions in a new purpose-built space for active learning to, uh, to roundtable discussions that are going to be true, like peer-to-peer conversations, to small group discussions, to uh, the Fabulously informative lectures and panels that we've always had at the Infocom show, over 60 of which are going to be recorded this year as elite member content. So a massive scale and variety of programming that we hope will mass- match up to the massive scale and variety of our industry.
0: Real quickly, you, you made reference to the IOTA report a couple times. Explain to folks who aren't familiar with that what exactly the IOTA report is.
2: Sure. Um, wait, I'm going to get it out so I don't say anything stupid. It's the Industry Outlook and Analysis Report. Oh, thanks, Annette. So it's <laughs> that is absolutely right. Um, and, and it's a global summary of how of the marketplace for audiovisual technologies across vertical markets and across regions. So it sort of summarizes what what the appetite is and what the growth and what the growth opportunities are for our industry across the entire world.
0: All right. Now, now, Mark, you are coming uh, back to Infocom, obviously, doing it for several years, but you're teaching a, a class on Wednesday. Um, it's a different type of class, though, than, than you know, Gazentas and Gazautas. What what exactly are you going to be talking about?
3: Yeah, so I get to come back to Infocom and not be chained to a booth um, for the first year in several, which is nice. And and oh, wow. part of that is is having the freedom to uh, to participate in teaching. Um, which will be my first time teaching at Infocom. I did um, speak on behalf of Avixa kind of on this same topic in a small, in a kind of a smaller way a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, what we're, what I'm doing is um, I'm trying to bring a little bit of the human psychology biology side, you know, the human side of AV to a class and uh, giving a class on using AV technology to trigger biological responses so that you get a better call to action. You get a more memorable message, all of those things that, um, you know, you hope an audience takes away uh, when you speak in front of them. So just leveraging technology to actually get outcomes, which is.
0: So you're also, you're, you're kind of taking the, the Avixa message from a number of years ago about experience and, and applying that not just to the customers, the people, you know, writing the check to, to put this AV equipment in, but also to the audience that, that's, that's consuming it. Yeah,
3: I think, I mean, I, I've said this a few times lately, but I think, you know, I think we, we forget as technology people, many times, you know, we're, we're stuck down in the technical details, what we do, but everything is, everything is experienced through, you know, eyes and ears of a, of a person sitting on the other end that interprets that through their brain, right? I mean, and, and at the end of the day, if, if um, we can use technology in a way that uh, increases engagement, and keeps people alert and from falling asleep in their chair um then you know the reason we're talking in the first place actually gets through to them right i mean we we don't stand in a room to talk to ourselves we don't put up a tv to to play a show um we're trying to have a desired impact and so how do we use technology in a way that gets the best outcome based on what you're trying to do and i think that's the real roi of technology right it's is it better productivity is it better memory is it a better retention after a training is it um, a better call to action to a sales call is it a Is it a, um, a more interested, engaged person who leaves, um, uh, who just learned about a a charity or a charitable event or a cause that, that they want to get involved in. And so, you know, those are the things that we're trying to affect our, our customers are at least trying to affect. And, uh, you know, I think as AV people, it's important to know, uh, what the, what the goal is, what the human goal is on the other side. And so that's, that's what my class will be about.
0: Uh, that one of the ways Infocom has done, you know, talked to, to, to what Mark's talking about is, you know, getting the experience and getting the emotion out of AV, and that's the Tide Conference. This is the third time they've been doing it at the Infocom show, uh, second time for Orlando. What are some of the highlights? For, and it, it happens the Tuesday before the show, so this will be on June 11th, the Tuesday right before it's an all-day event. What are some of the highlights of this year's Tide?
1: Yeah, I think that Mark made a great point about getting stuck on the technical details. The goal of Tide, what we're trying to do is bring together the AV technologists with the creative minds that are really advancing experience design. So for Tide, we've brought in speakers from different creative agencies, agencies like Wild Bites, Bright Light, Immersive, Macery Studios. They're going to share some of the installations that they've created that are producing more memorable experiences, and the ones that they're talking about are focused on interaction. So it's bringing that human component into the AV experience.
0: And Rachel, uh, shameless plug, but something that you and I are doing together, or I'm doing, uh, is hanging out on Tuesday in, in, with the same time as, as Tide, and that's emerging trends. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an event that has also evolved over the last few years, and we'll be talking about kind of what the the, the next generation of AV uh, is going to look like. So, what are what are we going to be talking about? Not just me, but other smart, you know, people that are smarter than me, talking about the the next version of AV.
2: Um, I think I'm really enormously excited about Emerging Trends Day this year. I think it's going to be uh, possibly the best one we've ever had. Um, because what we 've done this year is something a little bit different we 're still going to do that thing that we've we 've been doing for the past few years where we 've designed a session that you can dip in and dip out of based on your own interest you know if you if you are at the show shopping for UCC technologies, you can come for the UCC portion of the day and it will make sense on its own and then you can skip out and go back to tide or attend a different session um, but we, what we 've done this year that I think is really is really unique and is really going to prepare people to hit the show floor running is we've divided our day up into four topical areas and For each topical area, we're going to have somebody stand up and explore the trend, and then we're going to follow it up with a panel of people who are seeing this trend play out in the real world. So you're going to get high level strategy for how the AV industry is changing, and then on the ground tactics for what it means for you. And the four parts of our Day for Emerging Trends Day are going to be first, IP as the universal language of AV, uh, which will be in part led by our fearless panel moderator mr. Tim Albright um, then that's going to form a through line throughout the rest of the day where we'll talk about technology disruption in audio display and UCC
0: so we we we've talked about a little bit about what's happening during during the show itself marks teaching a class on Wednesday um, Tuesday is tied as well as emerging trends but I mentioned at the beginning of this this starts on Saturday Rachel mm-hmm. so what are some of the three days it's Saturday Sunday Monday and then Tuesdays you, you Kind of open to do some of these other things. What are some of these three-day classes that people can can dive into?
2: Sure, Um, the three-day is a is I think a really excellent opportunity, not just to dive deep deep into topics, but to connect with a community of people who are incredibly passionate about AB, like so passionate that they're going to spend one of the first weekends of summer in a classroom and a convention center learning about it, like that's a lot of passion. A lot of these courses uh, do focus on preparing people for the cert- for the CTS certification exam. So we have preparatory classes for the CTSD, the CTS, and the CTSI, um, but outside of that, there's a whole range of courses you can take to make you better, more awesome at your job. We have a new one this year called uh, Essentials of Audio that I think is gonna be really, really fun. Um, it's, it's taught by a pair of complete geniuses. Um, it's uh, Doug Jones from Danley Sound, and let's see, his partner in crime is Bruce Hurst from Bose. Oh. And they, they have cooked up this incredibly interactive experience for their students. They're literally going to blow things up in this class. Small exposed okay. explosion for which we were able to get fire marshal approval, but you will you can come into this class knowing nothing about audio, and you can come out of this class with a mastery of a really complicated subject um, and we also have some returning classes that you know personally i I would die to attend again um, our design thinking for a v class was new last year um, and it, this is a class that that focuses on the kind of topics that Mark is going to delve into in his session on Wednesday. It's really, it's really about how to discover, concentrate and elaborate on the end user experience first, and then design out from there. Um, and this is another really fun class. Like there are field trips involved, you, you build prototypes, there's Play-Doh. Um, you're, but this is play towards serious intent. It's serious play that gets you towards more empathy with your customers and therefore a more sophisticated ability to create really uh, creative design solutions and approaches that serve their needs. Um, And then... You know, beyond that, we have we have the classics. Like, we will teach you how to put AV on a network. We will teach you how to manage an AV staff. We will teach you how to uh, how to apply project management principles to AV design projects, and how to set uh, optim- how to optimize an equalization system in partnership with our friends at Synergetic Audio Concepts and ADCON. Um, it's a really in-depth program. It's a really fun program, and we also have a lot of really fun surprises in store for our three-day students this year, which I would tell you about, but then they would no longer be fun surprises. Understood. Understood. Uh,
0: uh, I would say too, selfishly, just
3: to interject here, not selfishly for me, but um, just because I wanted to say something, and so I'm going to be selfish and say it, is that um, working with Nathan Boll at Milestone and um, supporting Lisa Perrine from Cibola, who are the two people who are teaching the design thinking course, um, if you have three days and you really want to learn how to get inside a customer's head, head and how to ideate, maybe how to differentiate yourself in a meeting, um, when you're trying to sell AV services to a client, um, that's a course I would, I would highly recommend going to. And I, I know the two people very well that are teaching it and they are A plus presenters. Yeah.
2: Sure. Jesse Fishman from the Sextant Group too. It's a, oh, okay. that's a three ring yeah. circus. Um, I will say that if you're interested in that course, uh, run, don't walk, cause there's only about five spots left. Um, but it is going to be excellent.
0: Well and about that last year it, it almost felt like a risk for for Avixa to put that course on because you said it, it was the first year out, and there it was it was in 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 the same weight was given to that as you know audio and IP and ctSD prep and ctSI prep. Talk for a second about the last twelve months and the reaction and obviously it's been a positive reaction the reaction from the industry for that specific class
2: well, I think that I mean, it's hard for me to talk about this objectively. And I want to invite uh, Annette to respond to this too, because design thinking is has always been a through line in the TIDE program as well. Um, but I think that that idea of serious play is something that we're starting to really get. Um, there are a lot of people who are really passionate about this industry, but also really serious about this industry. It's It's very... It's very scientific. It's very, you know, do the formula, get the answers, check the boxes, and then you have a system that is good. But in order to have a system that is great, um, you need to start off with the kind of human psychology and biology principles that Mark is talking about. You need to start off from a position of empathy, you need to get out of the technology and get into the people. Uh, That are using the technology and that's what design thinking is all about and what I think uh, Lisa and her cohorts have done in the creation of this class is to make these principles which can seem kind of squishy can seem kind of soft and not particularly scientific and put them into a framework that makes it accessible for our industry. Um, put them, put it into a, a framework that does connect it back to the, the technologies and the capabilities that we're also passionate about.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. And when I have spoken with Lisa, I was talking with her at ISE and she, I was asking her in this third year of the TIDE program, I'd like to, to, Kick it up a notch. I'd like to take the program to a higher level. What is the next level of design thinking work? Um, you know, what what's a more advanced level that we can take this to? And something that Lisa said to me that I thought was so valuable was, as a design thinker, she doesn't ever think that she knows everything. She's always working on the basics. And I think whether you want to do that in a three-day course or whether you want to take one day and do that at Tide, uh, we're going to be talking about how the basics are always applicable to designing new experiences. So you can go more in depth with that, or you can uh, come to Tide and get examples of people who've produced amazing experiences and talk with them about how they did it. Uh, so I think that's really the difference between a three-day course and something like Tide. We're, we're bringing in the results of designers and design thinkers, and we're looking at their projects. One of our speakers built something called a sound sculpture. This came out of an idea that he had. He's a composer. He had uh, a composition he was trying to put together and he built a model with Legos and something came to his mind. He's like, well, what does the blue Lego sound like? So he built 25 colored cubes. And now they they light up and they make sound. And when you arrange them in a different order, they make new music. And the audience at Tide is going to get to experience that and interact with the sound sculpture and create new music. So those opportunities for play, they give you a chance to learn something and they give you a chance to connect with the other folks who are attending the conference in a new way that you might not be able to do uh, if you were just Sitting in a class, uh, reading a textbook, taking a test on something.
0: Mark, talk for a second. You're you are currently an integrator, but you've also worked in different aspects of the industry as a manufacturer and other aspects. Talk for a second about this. It's not. I'm I'm not going to call it an, evolu- uh, an evolution because that references the fact that maybe something Vexa uh, and in Infocom is leaving things ab- behind. They're still providing the the CTSD prep, the CTSI prep, the You know, uh, audio preparation classes, but also adding these these design elements in um, your class as well. Talk for a second about what that means to the integration community uh, and what opportunities that affords them, but also to the end users that are also coming to the to the show. Because I mean, was let's see, was forty to forty three percent last year of the audience were were also uh, were, were end users.
3: Yeah, I know this is a this is a sensitive topic for a lot of people, right? I mean, they they came from, you know, Nava and and this being a, a very, you know, just industry focused, like we just do training on how to, you know, equalize a, an audio system to being a place where end users come and walk the floor and talk to manufacturers. And some of them see that as a threat, and I, I don't as an integrator even now. I still don't see that as a threat. I see it as a huge opportunity, and this is, this is the reason why is that, you know, as systems become simpler, um, as things become more combination pieces of hardware, and as we have a more open, I guess, um, purchasing environment with a- Amazons and e-commerce and all these things, you know, we are no longer the purveyors of a special black box that nobody can buy anywhere else. Um, nor are we the, the only people who know how to connect two pieces of equipment together, especially if now those two pieces of equipment are sold as one piece of equipment and do the same things that four or Or, five pieces of equipment, equipment, a piece of software, correct. Mm -hmm. Or, or a cloud-based piece of software, right? So, um, the, the, the landscape has changed and for the show not to change to, to, uh, to evolve with that would be silly. Right. And so really, you know, our value proposition as technologists, I like that term, um, as opposed to AV people, but our value proposition as technologists is really helping, um, um, to sit down and talk with our customers about their problems and to be able to see those problems from a third-party perspective we all know that the the stepping back away from the mess that you're in and looking at it from a from an objective perspective is one of the most valuable things you can do but it's very hard to do when you live it every day right so if you're a technology manager at a university or a corporate environment um you've been throwing you know uh solutions at a problem for four years and maybe you're making small incremental changes to have somebody come in and look at your problem and go wow have you guys ever thought about solving this in a completely different way Mm -hmm. and they go they go wow no i hadn't really thought about that before and you know i've told this story a couple times but you know one of the best interactions i ever had with a customer was one who um you know came to me and said my architect said you're the av guy i should use um what what do i buy and i said well what are you trying to do and he's, he's like, well, I'm trying to um, create a use technology to make my uh, campus tour more interactive and more sticky so that if students don't sign up here and they go somewhere else and come back, that they, sign, that they remember me. They remember our tour when they leave. And I said, you know what we should do? We should go on a campus tour together. He goes, wow, I've been here seven years. I've never been on a campus tour. Right. So, wow. I mean, it's, it's one of I those guess. things where... You know, and I I really take um, my experience in the museum side. You know, on the museum side, you use AV. AV is not the star of the show. People come to the museum to see the Mona Lisa. People come to the museum to see the Sue Arrowhead. People come to the museum to see the dinosaur bones. They don't come to watch a video on what the T-Rex looked like and what he ate. right? But we use those things in a way to supplement the actual physical artifacts, the visceral reactions that people have to the space and to the actual star of the show. And then we use them in a way to maybe spark some type of passion in them to where that person leaves and now they want to be a paleontologist or they want to be an archaeologist. I mean, how do you, you know, when you're talking about a science museum or natural history museum or something like that, you're really talking about lighting a passion in a, in a child most of the time um, to really maybe guide their future. And I think a lot of times, you know, we think, Oh, well, that's a museum philosophy. What's well, not, you know, how do you make, how do you make Bob at Google want to invent, you know, the Google home, you know, speaker and to create the next skills that are going to control a house or control an office or that are going to translate, you know, 87 languages, you know, simultaneously for offices around the world. I mean, inspiring somebody to do that takes a lot of the same principles that it does to make a kid love dinosaurs, right? And I think too many times we think we're the guys who install the DSP,
0: and we're not. Yeah. So, uh, And that, another aspect that, that Infocom and, and Avixa is honing in on the customer experience is, is the hospitality and the retail area. Uh, talk for a second about the thinking behind going after those two specific verticals.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Those verticals, interestingly enough, throwing it back to IOTA, uh, we know that the retail industry spends 20 billion a year on pro AV equipment and services, and the hospitality industry spends 7 billion a year. These are folks that are using a ton of AV, um, and increasingly. Retail specific service providers, hospitality specific service providers, and even some end users because more and more of those folks are winding up working for Marriott or working for Target. They're creating store experiences. Um, We wanted to make sure that there was, in addition to all of the great technology that's on the show floor, that these folks can use. We wanted to make sure that there was valuable education for them to have at the show. So within the seminar and workshop package, we have about 15 sessions dedicated to retail and another 15 dedicated to hospitality topics. These are everything from using virtual reality to train your hotel staff. We're talking about kiosks, creating more convenient and comfortable environments in hotels. Uh, wellness is a huge trend in hospitality. We have a conversation with Lutron and Bill Lally from Mode Green about designing for wellness with hotel lighting controls. On the retail side, uh, I'm really excited. We have Michael Koch from LOC Associates. His team was responsible for developing the Samsung 837 store in New York City. He's since moved on now with LOC Associates, but he's going to talk to us about the future of the flagship in retail. I mean, that. Samsung 837 is the embodiment of the future of the flagship for retail stores. So I think that's going to be a really cool conversation. Uh, We've also brought in content partners to help us with these sessions. And VMSD Magazine is one of our content partners. So their editor-in-chief is going to be talking about digital signage trends and insights in consumer retail. And uh, one of the the interactive piece that I talked about before, we'll touch on that with Tide, uh, but that's showing up a lot in retail. And we have someone from MJD Interactive, which is a digital agency. They're talking about customization platforms for retail. So the idea that you go into the American Girl store and you walk out with a doll that looks exactly like you, they input all of that information into a screen to make it happen. So there's some really cool ways that these industries are using AV that'll be totally new things that we're talking about at the show.
0: And Rachel, uh, another thing that that Vixa and and Infocom has been doing for the last couple of years is inviting a lot of these folks from hospitality, from retail onto center stage. And Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with what center stage is, literally it's in the middle of the show floor. (laughs) It's the center of the the show floor. Uh, Free education every 20 minutes, I, I believe, Rachel. Talk about what we're going to find this year, and it happens the twelfth to the fourteenth. And So, as the show floor is open, you can go by center stage. Talk about what what we'll find at center stage this year.
2: That's that's an excellent ind- introduction. It is really exactly what it sounds like, right? It's the the stage in the center, um, and center stage has always been a great place to go and hear incredible conversations between people doing really creative and interesting work with AV technology. Um, this year, it's also going to be a place to go and have. Amazing conversations with people doing incredible work using AV technology, um, because something that we're doing differently this year in center stage and also in our seminar and workshop package um, is we're providing some opportunities for you to connect directly with the presenters. Um, So, For Center Stage, in terms of content, there is a lot of content investigating retail and hospitality opportunities, also live events. But I would say, whatever you're passionate about, there is something on Center Stage that will be fascinating to you. Like, if you really, really love audio, I would say do not miss Shane Mirbeck of ARUP and Stacey Quinalti of Universal Entertainment on Friday morning. I don't want to oversell this, but they will teach you how to control people's minds using pure tones
1: okay
2: you don't I, want to oversell it i'm not Friday, i'm Friday, not gonna oversell it what time uh, uh let's see i think because so... I, I have a
0: teenage daughter now so
2: <laughs> well it'll they'll at least tell you how, how to attract or repel her uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see stacy stacy and shane are on at ten thirty a.m there you go um if you if you are really, really interested in getting young people involved in the industry, then you gotta come hear uh, Latoya Lewis of Invent InventU and Alicia Henley talking about supporting and connecting student communities using, using AV. You will leave that session convinced that you can change kids' lives with AV technology and you'll be right. Um, if you really care about how job roles and definitions are collapsing within the industry, then you should come and check out John Arpino and Joseph Miklovik on Wednesday afternoon talking about the death of the AV design in- engineer, um, which we thought was a really uh, compelling proposal when they brought it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you care about any of these things, enough to not only hear people have an interesting conversation about it, but then to follow up with them afterwards on Wednesday and Thursday, both we're going to have two what we call meet the expert sessions on center stage where after folks talk, um, you'll be able to connect with them directly and, you know, network, ask questions, uh, share your story, get their advice. Um, and that's going to be taking place on Wednesday at noon and then at three 30 and then at, on Thursday at 3 and 3.30, um, and you'll be able to connect with all the speakers that day. On Friday, we're doing something even a little bit different from that. Friday is kind of particularly stacked. Like I would say if I had the power to choose to do whatever I wanted with my time at Infocom, which I most definitely do not, on Friday, I would spend the entire day at center stage because I really want to go to every single one of those talks. And then in the afternoon, we're going to have our second of what we're calling a cohort lab, which is a an ideation and uh, design lab where we're going to throw out a problem, divide people up into groups and have them come up with a solution to that problem and share it with the group. Mm-hmm. Um, we're inviting some people we think are clever and smart, but Walk-ins welcome, um, and that'll be another really good opportunity to connect with some of the amazing folks that we're having talk on center stage this year.
0: Very cool. All right, uh, as, as we wrap up here, Rachel, um, I'll give it to you. How do people find out everything that we've talked about uh, about Infocom 2019 today?
2: Uh, definitely go to infocomshow.org. You can see the full. Uh, you can see the full program. You can see the pages for Tide, for Center Stage, for Emerging Trends Day, and for the seminar and workshop package Broadway. Broadway, <laughs> broadly, uh, follow, follow us at Avixagram on Instagram. Um, follow me on Instagram at Tim Purity. You'll see a lot of pictures of my dog, um, and follow us at Avixra on Twitter. All
0: right, very good. Mr. Coxon, thank you, sir. Uh, how do people find you and, and your class?
3: Um, I am at AV phenom on Twitter. So you can find me there. I am, uh, I've been writing a little bit in the industry. So you find me around on some of the, some of the sites out there. And then, uh, my class is on Wednesday, the 12th. So it's, uh, 9 AM to 11. And then, uh, we're actually having a follow-up workshop at one o'clock for people who want to come
0: back and maybe talk through something specific. So, um, that's going to be fun and interesting as well. Very cool. All right. Uh, Annette, thank you so much. Um, uh, How do people find you or connect with, with Avixa?
1: Sure. So I would say if you're interested in Tide, go to tideconference.com. And in addition to information about the conference, which is going to be all day Tuesday, June 11th, and it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, we've started publishing a Tide newsletter. The second issue is going to go out tomorrow. And so all of our news articles where we've interviewed some of the speakers, we're talking about different experience design topics and different cool projects that folks have done around the U.S. and even internationally, those are available at Tide Conference dot com slash news
0: very good and that from avixa rachel from avixa and mr coxon from tanagram 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 thank you hi my name is tom albright for information about us uh, go by the website aviation.tv. that's aviation.tv, and you can follow along as we also hit orlando june 12th through the 14th and bring everything on the show for all that and more at aviation.tv.